0: And welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast in which we talk about every episode
1: of Degrassi, the next generation. I am Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 5, Weird Science. And Kelsey, can you read us the episode summary? Sure.
0: So according to Degrassi Wiki... It's science fair time at Degrassi. Emma's a serious contender for first prize, but when the results of her experiment don't fall in line with her hypothesis, she's in a panic. Mr. Simpson, one of the judges, provides Emma with advice, but the fact that he's dating her mom makes her feel uncomfortable with his attention. (laughs) At least nobody at school knows Mr. Simpson and her mom are dating, until Manny accidentally spills the beans in an email to the entire class. So, I mean, yeah. Clear, concise, to the point, perfectly fine summary. Does not include any of the spinner boner material, which frankly is an error in judgment because it is the best b plot I've ever been privy to.
1: A crying shame. One of the few times I have enjoyed watching Spinner thus far.
0: Oh, definitely. It it is um his lowest and highest moment. I <laughs> 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 like. I, I i love jimmy in the b-plot i'm like really excited to talk about the b-plot for once but can you tell us a little bit about the title of the episode holland
1: of course i can so weird science was an 80s john hughes movie starring anthony michael hall i think robert danny jr makes like a little tiny baby appearance before he was super famous in it as like a bully at the mall too But it's about the movie where two nerds, like, use a computer program to build the perfect woman. And then there is also a song, a theme song written for the movie by the band Oingo Boingo. So I think it's a pretty fitting episode title because it's the science fair episode.
0: Yeah, I like that they're finally starting to stick to the 80s songs. Like, it really started in season two, whereas, like, season one was more, like, loosey-goosey with titles. But I think it's a little bit more fun this way.
1: And I really enjoyed like the fake Degrassi weird science music that ran in the background of the science fair. It was very much trying to like capture the essence of the song from the 80s without like infringing on copyright.
0: That's a lot of their music. I mean, the entire mating game episode was like just fake green sleeves. So I mean, (laughs) whatever, it's
1: fine. Oh god. So I guess we can just jump into the episode. So it starts out with
0: uh, this dinner at uh, the Nelson's house and it's super awkward and Emma keeps calling uh, Snake Mr. Simpson and he's like call me Archie and she's like okay Mr. Simpson (laughs) can you pass the Kung Pao? And it's like All right. That's fair. Like, it's uncomfortable. And it's even more uncomfortable because he's like, any hot dates this weekend? Like, she's in eighth grade. (laughs) Like, you don't know. Like, for a teacher, you do not know how to talk to children.
1: It's just so uncomfortable. And Emma's being so cold. She's like, "Okay, Mr. Simpson, pass the Kung Pao, Mr. Simpson. While, like, Spike and Snaker being all adorable and Emma's just not having any of it and it's so awkward but I totally have been there like my parents divorced when I was young so I've had like the weird new boyfriend girlfriend person have you have to like sit down with them and interact with them and it's just so uncomfortable at first I
0: have no frame of reference for this so I don't I don't know but I'm I'm sure that it's like really weird um, so yeah, we we get to sit through that really uncomfortable dinner, and, uh, Spike and Snake are awesome as per usual. Um, and then we are at the school because they're getting ready for the science fair. um, and it's pretty great. And Manny is doing jumping jacks. And Emma is like counting and like there's, it, like a smoothie like I don't know it's a weird it's just a weird scene and they talk my favorite thing and I for some like you know how sometimes like you'll watch a show and just like certain lines will stick with you and you just remember them I just remember Manny and Emma talking about how Mr. Simpson's real name is Archie and Manny's like does that mean your mom is Betty and Emma's like I always thought of my mom as more of a Veronica and I'm like
1: Miss Nelson
0: is more of a Veronica for sure
1: for sure. She's definitely not as, like, goody-goody plain Jane as Betty. So, it yeah. And she has brown hair, so it all works. It all comes together.
0: I am, like, low-key excited for the new, like, Archie TV show that's coming out on The CW. And I'm not sure how to feel about that, but it's, like, they've done some really cool things with the comics. Like, I know one of the illustrators a little bit who's, like, worked on some stuff. So And they're doing, like, all this, like, weird, interesting, like, stuff that is less, like, 50s wholesome. So I think it could actually be very cool or weird. I'm not (laughs) sure. But either way, I'm excited.
1: That sounds awesome. So after Emma is, like, making children do jumping jacks and eat healthy food for her science project, we cut to the hallway where... Jimmy is literally on his knee, like holding Ellie's hand, like begging her to go on a date with him. And she's just like, nah, dog, I'm your ex's new best friend. This isn't cool. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye.
0: So there's like a few things that are happening that are like confusing. Like since when is he into Ellie? Since when is that his type? and since when is ashley and ellie like officially best friends although i guess it's nice to see um even if ashley's not really a part of this episode at all um except for like the end (laughs) Um, which is just perfect um but yeah i thought it was weird that he was like on his knees asking her like it's a proposal i just thought a lot of stuff was weird but you know, in in the, like, whole, why is Jimmy into Ellie? What's happening? But, like, I don't know when the last time you saw Juno was, but, like, she, there's this whole scene where she's talking about how, like, normal guys, like, there's always, like, one really, like, they always have, like, a weird girl that they're into. Um, So I'm like, maybe it's, like, kind of like that.
1: And the popular dude in Juno who likes the weird girl is Daniel Clark. Do you not remember that? No what no <laughs> since when it was during his long hair phase oh that's probably
0: why i didn't realize it okay all right so we're really fucking coming full circle here <laughs> so but yeah that's what i thought of when i was like what is happening and i was like well that kind of tracks because i was like a weird girl in high school and i had a quiet thing going with like normal humans. so it's
1: like okay i get it Yeah, I think that tracks, Um, but yeah, and also in that scene, Ellie has just like a guitar strung bike behind her back, and I was just like, okay, I guess this is like kind of setting up for like a couple episodes when like PMS reunites, and she's randomly playing a guitar all of a sudden, but I feel like that that definitely gets lost at some point, but then she gets back in a band, and she's the drummer, and that doesn't make sense either, I mean, I think Ellie's,
0: like, foray into all arts is just being her, like, as the generic art girl. And they're like, she can do everything. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Which is, like, kind of a bummer. Because, I'm like, she can be more fully formed than that. But I guess, you know, she's also young. She could be, like, experimenting with different stuff. Or she could just be carrying around guitar stuff for, like, a look. I don't know. For fashion.
1: Fashion. So should we just get into fashion police right here?
0: (laughs) What a good segue. I'm into it. So my fashion notes are really limited. There wasn't a ton going on. Um, Emma's lab coat at the beginning of the episode when she's like outside and not in a science classroom is weird and kind of silly.
1: She's also wearing her tie-dye heart on shirt again, like with the lab coat. But I really did like her outfit on the science fair day. She was wearing like high-waisted like black jeans with a cute little belt and like a sleeveless striped shirt. And I was into it. I would probably wear that today.
0: Yeah, it was good. I thought it was a skirt. But either way, it was good. It was a good look. I made the same note. Um, JT looks like he's finally trying to like dress for his age. And maybe it's because he's so busy hitting on an older woman like a gross pervert. Um But yeah, no, he like he looks pretty good for JT.
1: Also, later on in the episode when Spinner is asking Ellie for her phone number, Ellie's outfit is very on point. It's like a plaid high waisted skirt with a cute little T-shirt with I think the sleeves are like rolled in to make it sleeveless. And I mean, Ellie's always pretty on point and very on brand, but that outfit especially I was very into.
0: It would not be out of place at a warp tour situation on like a rhythm guitarist or something, you know. Like it was good; it was a good outfit. Um, and then there is also Liberty, who looks boring and like her her lipstick is brown and shiny, and so is Manny's. The makeup looks in this episode were weird, but I'm I'm never a fan of like brown lip gloss. I'd like feel like it's an error in judgment.
1: Yeah, it looks like you have like chocolate on your face. And I think the only other thing I have is that when later at the end in the classroom, Paige just looks really cute with their like khaki capris and like light blue patterned shirt. I mean, Paige is always pretty on point as well.
0: Um, I have a few more. Uh, Spinner, as per usual, spiky hair, that crazy metal necklace. He's also wearing these earrings that I swear to God I used to wear in middle school when I was like, like uh, fake punk goth edgy trying to make a statement where they're like they're kind of gauges, but they're small gauges. So like you stretched out your ears, but like only a little bit. They're like maybe like. 12 gauges or something and they're like they have like points on the they're like kind of like arrowy like points on the end and it's it's a look it's a thing but I'm like I definitely had those earrings
1: (laughs) yeah oh and then at the end in the classroom they're all like Miss or Queen Kwan just loves like putting weird hats on all of her students because Ashley was wearing some weird like sequined like glittery hat and Jimmy was wearing a tiara which I loved
0: I love Jimmy in the tiara. I love Jimmy in this whole episode. I wanna talk about Jimmy. Are you ready to close out Fashion Police? Yes, I am. Okay,
1: so he asks out Ellie um, and then- So after Jimmy gets rejected from Ellie, he sees Spinner sitting down in the hallway and Spinner's like eating a banana. And it's like, this health food is messing with my hormones. My bat is wooden. He, he So many Ew. gross like boner like illusions in this episode, but he says like, dude, I can't get up. I can't go to class. My bat is wooden. And Jimmy's like, what the fuck is going on with you? And Spinner is convinced that the healthy food is making him just like super horny all the time. And Jimmy's like, that's not real. You're just have hormones. You're a teenager. But like a good friend, he lets Spinner borrow his boat or his binder to cover up his boner. And I believe Spinner calls it a binder boner shield. And it's just all kind of disgusting. It's, it is
0: a spectacular storyline. <laughs> he does call it a binder boner shield, which I'm like, okay. I mean, that's probably marketable, but yeah, he's like, it's the health food. And Jimmy's like, it's the fucking hormones, which is very enlightened of him to like, understand that that's what's going on. Because I mean, To be fair, they are like freshmen in high school. They're at a stage in their life where, like, a slight wind will give them a hard on. Let's be real. Like, just a breeze in the air. It's like, because they're, they're like in that stage of their life. Not to be too like hormones and puberty. (laughs) Um, But that's like what's fucking happening. Like, it's not unreasonable. But either way, Jimmy is a good friend, and Jimmy is, like, so funny throughout this whole episode. I was, like, laughing at Jimmy constantly because I was, like, he's getting so many good burns in, and he's, like, the only person making good points. Everything's great about Jimmy here. Um, So, yeah, so they, like, walk off together.
1: Yeah, and then I think we cut back to science class in Miss Hot class, and they're all, like, putting the finishing touches on their experiments, and Emma's, like, Uh, JT and Spinner ruining my hypothesis. It's not making any sense.
0: So, yeah, she's being a big whiny baby about it, which is like I feel like she doesn't understand how science experiments work because it's like you don't go into a hypothesis like knowing that it's going to work out for you. Like that's literally the point of like testing something. And I'm bad at science and I know that. Like I went to art school. Um... There's a reason that I, like, did not follow a math or science career. But even I know that it's like, yeah, a lot of time there's going to be outliers or your hypothesis isn't going to be proven and you're just going to have to figure it the fuck out or change your hypothesis or be like, this is how I was proven wrong, basically. Like, there's other options Um, and JT is being a disgusting person he asks for help from Miss Hatzfalakos and he spills something on her and he's like wiping it off of her chest as he's apologizing it's disgusting he and Toby make eyes at each other I'm very uncomfortable throughout the whole fucking thing and then Manny is also working on her project, which looks like it's just an art project.
1: <laughs> like, I think she's
0: just making a robot costume for Toby. Like, I don't think any of it has to do with science. I think it's just an art project or like home ec, And she's making him a Halloween costume. And that is her science project. Oh, and Liberty is talking about hers. And it sounds like the most boring fucking thing that's ever existed because fuck Liberty sometimes.
1: And we do find out at the science fair that it is, in fact, the most boring thing that has ever existed. But, yeah, I definitely wrote down, ew, JT is such a little perv. And you know what? We're going to have a whole episode about his pervy grossness about Mrs. H later on, too, which I'm not really excited for. I think guinea pigs are involved as well. But, yeah, after the class, Emma is still all pissed off and she, like, corners She like slams JT against his locker and is like, you're ruining my experiment. And JT's like, it's not my fault that your breakfast food sucks. And then he and Toby just start burping in Emma's face, which is also really disgusting.
0: They're gross boys. Also, now that like Toby has Kendra, I like that he is completely stopped being nice to Emma at all, which is only proving our point that he was just being nice because he wanted to date her or like kiss her or whatever it is that like children do. And it's like he's like just proving himself to be like the epitome of like nice guy, tm.
1: Yeah, awful fucking Toby, nice guy. But I'm glad the Toby nice guy thing is done. And yeah, I think it just proves his his behavior now proves that he had Emma on such a pedestal, and he acted accordingly in like a gross way. And but with Kendra, he actually liked her. Like from the minute that he met her, because he was actually like nervous and like scared and wasn't trying to like put on a nice guy front for her. He was they started off being like real with each other. But whatever. So after this, later on at home, Emma is like still all pissed off about her experiment and Mr. Simpson tries to like give her some advice and she's like, Oh, okay, thanks, and is just a total bitch about it.
0: She really is. She's so shitty to him. And I feel so bad. And, like, I understand that she's, like, her life is changing. But she can be such a fucking whiner sometimes. And it's, like, it's very obnoxious. And he's just trying to be helpful. And he's giving her good advice. And she's, like, it's so great that you're in the house so that you can tell me. And I was, like, wow, Emma. And he's like, I'm just going to go back into the other room with this ice cream. Also, what fucking movie are they watching? Because the soundtrack sounds crazy. Like, it sounds like a Disney, like, princess movie. But I feel like that's probably not what they're watching.
1: I don't actually remember what they were watching or remember what it even sounded like. But I'm sure it was classic Degrassi weird soundbite. But so the next day at school, it's the day of the science fair. We find out that JT's experiment is of course disgusting and it's about breast implants, but I guess it's about like a more like environmentally friendly form of breast implants, but it's still gross.
0: And they look like rocks. Like they don't, like they they genuinely, they look like rocks. I'm like, what part of that is supposed to be comfortable to put inside of a human? Like there's a reason that they use like what they use for breast implants. Like, because those look like you scraped them off of the moon, <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck?
1: uh, yeah, I don't know. And then we see a glimpse of Liberty's boring ass experiment that's literally about like watching plants die, and it, she has it broken down by hours. and I love I just love how it's very consistent that Mr. Simpson is always just like over Liberty immediately. And he's like, OK, thanks, Liberty. She's like, wait, we still have 52 hours. He's like, yeah, I'm sure you do. I, he just
0: is so shady towards Liberty. And it's my favorite thing because she deserves it. She's like she's just such a suck up, which is why later when she calls Emma a teacher's pet is like crazy to me. Because I'm like, then what the fuck are you like? I don't understand. But whatever. It's fine. Um, And then. Manny and Emma are talking and Emma is like, really chocolate for breakfast. And Manny's like, it tastes like happy, which is just such a Manny sentence. (laughs) But also she refuses to say a line in this like scene without her mouth full. Like Emma asks her a question when she's not chewing and she takes a bite before answering. And I'm like, how many candy bars did Cassie Steele have to eat for this like scene? I'm betting at least five.
1: I'm going to go ahead and guess that was a weird, like, direction that she was given. Like, oh, you have to be, like, really into the candy bar. Like, you have to be so, like, wanting chocolate that you're just constantly eating it and talking about it. But once she says that the candy bar tastes like happy, Emma has an epiphany and she runs to the media immersion lab and prints off her new hypothesis in papyrus font and comes back and turns it into that there's a connection between how you perform and what you and how happy you are. And the reason that JT and Spinner were not falling into her original hypothesis because they're gross boys who are happier eating junk food. Pretty
0: much. And she's and I love how she's like, and you have to have an outlier, and Spinner is Spinner, <laughs> so of course he's the outlier. Which tracks. That makes sense there. And you know I'm sure that it was I don't I probably did not deserve to win but all of these other like science projects looked like garbage so I'm like I I, I guess it's the best one there that's fine so they're like announcing the winners and Liberty says the craziest sentence she is waiting and she's like I hope the engraver spelled my name right which first of all is cocky as hell. Second of all, it's a middle school science fair. Nobody's engraving shit.
1: You're getting probably like a, a certificate like and like a little blue ribbon you can buy at party city that Hold says first place on it. Also can we step back and talk about the grade seven winners like acceptance speech? I wrote it down. she's like accepting her award and she's like, Maybe one day people will realize the wolf is actually our friend. And then she like, like wheels off the stage.
0: She doesn't even, she stays
1: there. She just sits there like
0: awkwardly and it's like, what is happening? And also, I love wolves. They're my favorite animal maybe besides otters um, and bats. But like, they're not really our friends. <laughs> like dogs are our friend. But like
1: wolves are still wolves. Like, they're still gonna eat you. Like, what was that experiment? I like I, that's the experiment that I want to know more about in this episode. I hope that she lived with wolves. That sounds awesome. I would
0: do that experiment. That would be my experiment.
1: Can you really be raised by wolves? I hope that's what the experiment was.
0: I hope she changed her name to either Remus or Romulus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Just
1: some Roman mythology humor for you. (laughs) Also, yeah, I don't. And so after that happens, then they announce the grade eight winner. And surprise, surprise, it's Emma Nelson. She goes up to accept her award, and she's very excited. And then that's when Liberty's like, of course, Teacher's Pet won. Because Manny's like, you're so jealous. And she's like, hardly. Teacher's Pet wins again. And she's like, oh, Liberty, you are the absolute worst. She's
0: garbage. And like I said, what what the fuck is with this teacher's pet bullshit? Like, she is clearly more of a teacher's pet than Emma has ever been. Like, Emma's not great, but Liberty is a thousand times worse whatever the fuck Emma is. For sure.
1: So then after she wins the science fair, we're back in the cafeteria. And Spinner has, like, accepted his new, like, hormonal shift and is like, you know what? It's inconvenient, but, like, All the ladies are looking at Spinner now. Even Sheila, like, let me take this food for free. And he, like, waves and winks at lunch lady Sheila, who I am in love with. And Jimmy's like, you are the dumbest person. This doesn't make any sense. And Spinner says something gross, like, the entire female race is a slave for Spinner. And I'm like, no, they're not, Spinner. You're disgusting.
0: I hate Spinner. But Jimmy is just, like, in rare form in this episode. He is great. Aubrey Graham is killing it as per usual. Actually, no, not as per usual, but he is killing it in this episode. Like, he's always a good actor, but um, Jimmy is, for once, a good character. He's just funny. I'm like, I love you in this, man. Like, he's just, anytime he's making fun of Spinner, I'm happy, basically.
1: He's amazing. So then we hop back to the Media Immersion Lab, and everyone's like, like, cheering and like very excited and mr simpson's all right settle down the science fair is over and i was just like who is ever excited about the science fair i remember when i had to do it in seventh or in eighth grade that i was like appalled and insulted that it was a requirement because i had watched too much tv where it seemed like you do the science fair for like extra bonus points it's like an extracurricular event that you can do and when I was like forced to do the science fair in eighth grade I was very upset it's
0: just silly so I mean so they're all like working and Manny and Emma are like messaging or whatever like emailing back and forth being like archie simpson loves high tech and manny writes archie simpson loves emma's mom which is crazy because if anything if she was just writing to emma she would have write she would have wrote archie simpson loves your mom and sent it to and and then if she sent it to the whole class it would just be like she'd get in trouble (laughs) because she said something dumb but she wouldn't be like outing um Snake and Spike, but instead she sends it to the whole class with it saying Emma's mom. She writes like mom in all caps, and everyone's like, oh, man. And Liberty is literally fucking steepling her fingers diabolically like Simpson style.
1: (laughs) It's so awful. And first of all, I don't know why teachers would make it like make messaging Avail- like a thing that is available at school when like this could have like it's like letting kids be able to pass notes in class I feel like there's a big flaw in that system but anyway yeah Mr. Simpson and Emma's mom are outed and then Liberty has like this gross little gleam in her eye and then she talks to Emma and Manny in the bathroom later and is like so I guess they're dating. Um, so are you going to hand in your science fair award now? Because obviously you won it because of that. She's such
0: an asshole in this episode. And she's literally flossing her teeth. It's really gross. I'm like, what are you doing? And, you know, and like we all know it's not favoritism. We know it's because liberty is boring as fuck. Um, But, you know, Emma's already feeling like weird and insecure. So she goes and she confronts Mr. Simpson. And it is a mess.
1: It's awful. She just, she straight out accuses him of giving her the award because of favoritism. And he's just like, Emma, no, you was very creative. You did a good job. And she's like, oh, very creative. Blah, 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 and like starts mocking him to his face. And he's like, girl, look at the judge's papers. I wasn't the only one who thought that. Calm the fuck down.
0: And she says something like, guys like you like always try to get to moms like through the kids, which is Not totally untrue, but Mr. Simpson is not like that. Like, he's just a genuinely good guy. And she sees that and she knows that. Like, she's had him as a teacher for over a year, almost two years or whatever. And she knows him as a guy who's friends with her mom. She loved him when he was friends with her mom and her teacher. And now that he's, like, dating her mom and makes her mom happy, she's, like, a crazy person. And I feel like – and it's like she's, like, lashing out, but she needs to get her shit together.
1: I can understand being threatened by like the new relationship and we and like she and Spike even talked about it in the girls just want to have fun episode. But she's still just so insecure about this new person coming into her mom's life that it's just starting to spiral out of control. And I was like, oh, I thought we went over this. Emma, you're just creating even more problems from yours for yourself by being a little shit that you just need to, like, get over it. We need to get past this hump because it's just going to make everybody's life more miserable.
0: It just sucks. And, like, it clearly hurts his feelings. And she's being so inappropriate. She's yelling at him in front of his class that's coming in. And I'm guessing it's, like, grade sevens or whatever because we don't recognize any of the people. But, like, it's in front of the class. And they're, like, clearly listening. So it's, like, it's fucked up. It sucks. I jumped ahead. But right before uh, Emma is, like, confronting mr simpson uh we are in the hallway and we see ellie like very coolly give spinner her number she like flicks it over her shoulder and he takes it and she like struts away and i just like all caps i'm like ellie what are you doing (laughs) like i don't understand what these uh, like girls see in Spinner, like what Terry season spinner, what Paige season spinner, what Ellie season spinner. What is wrong with these fucking people? Like, these are the best female characters on this show. Like, they are the coolest girls. And they all, what?
1: What? What's Why would, I, what? I think this is a classic middle school illusion. I think Spinner is technically considered a cool person. So, automatically, his stake has gone up. He has puffed a little bit between grade 8 and grade 9. So he's looking he's actually looking like a little bit cuter for like for Spinner. And he and also just lack of other options, I think. He's like one of he's like, "Oh yeah, it's Jimmy and Spinner and Craig and Sean are like the only viable dating options." And so I think it's just like just cuz he is there. That's why he is a viable. Person in this middle school world, but those other three
0: are so much better. Uh, okay, it's fine. I just, I just needed to get that out because I'm really upset about it. And of course, Jimmy is like, "What the fuck, Spinner?" So now he's on this like, mad at Spinner. It's not just like this like stupid thing that his friend is doing thing anymore. So they are in Queen Kwan's class next. Um, this is like after the fight between Emma and Snake. And they're in Queen Kwan's class and they're doing improv and there is literally nothing worse than high school improv. I mean, bad improv in general is the worst thing that's ever happened, but bad high school improv. I was in a drama class my freshman year of high school. I was high there a lot. Like I know what bad improv is cause I've done a lot of it and it is physically painful to be a part of. It's really bad.
1: So, Jimmy, like, is wearing the tiara, and I guess that means he gets to, like, offer up a scenario when he gets to choose who is in it. So, he chooses Paige and Spinner because he wants to torture Spinner. And he chooses, like, Spinner is a delivery man and Paige is a lonely housewife. And I was like, how are we allowed to, like, propose this pornographic scenario in Queen Kwan's class? Because it sounds a little bit inappropriate. But they go... So Paige is just, like, very, like, touchy and flirty in the scene. And Spinner is just, like, trying his hardest to keep his cool. And he's like, here's your package. Um, No, I have to go because I hate you. And then Paige, like, brings him toward her and is like, you can't leave without me giving you something. And then he just turns around abruptly, like, faces the blackboard so nobody can see him. And Queen Kwan is like, Spinner, what are you doing? Come on, you have to face the class. And turns him around, and full-on boner, his tent is pitched. Everybody (laughs) can see it. Oh, my God.
0: Um, So first of all, Queen Kwan handling him and turning him around is weird because it's like she's been a teacher of people this age for a long time. She should know what the deal is. Second of all, okay, so when Holland and I watched this when it first aired, um it, we saw the american version that was edited so you did not see the actual hard on this was not edited <laughs> this was the original version and it is right there like it is it's not fucking around it's right there
1: <laughs> it was very uncomfortable kudos to shane kipple for having to do this scenario when he was around the age when this is like a legitimate problem for boys but yeah, it was I it felt very wrong and uncomfortable watching like a 14-year-old's boner on the screen.
0: <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. It was it was bad news. And then Paige says something like that's why we don't wear track pants. <laughs> and he like runs away. And Jimmy goes to apologize to him.
1: Yes, they're in the cafeteria. Like Spinner like has his head down on a table in the cafeteria. And Jimmy's like, dude, I'm sorry, but, like, it's not the food. Like, it's impossible. That's not a thing. And then since they're in the cafeteria, Jimmy calls over Sheila, and she comes over and is like, what can I do you for, ladies? And Jimmy asks if food can affect somebody's, like, sexual urges. And Sheila's like, I mean, I've heard clams was a thing, but my husband didn't like it. But then eventually she's just like, um, no, at your age it's all about hormones. And Jimmy's just like, sea spinner, I told you so. I have a few notes on this.
0: First of all, she's wrong about clams. The like urban legend is that it's oysters, but who the fuck knows? Um and then also, why are they asking a lunch lady and not like a school nurse?
1: She knows about food,
0: yo. <laughs> okay I mean fair case in point knows about food
1: (laughs) but yeah so they finally get a definitive answer well it's it's at least enough to convince Spinner that he is wrong finally because Sheila's word is just the end-all be-all and but then Sheila's like yeah so just don't worry Jimmy like it happens to everybody and then Spinner gets a kick out of that
0: But Jimmy thinks it's funny, too. So at least they're, like, on the same page or whatever. Um, And then for the final scene, we're back at the Nelsons. And uh, Spike and Snake are coming in from their date. And they're laughing. And she got a centerpiece. It's a whole thing. And Emma is in these, like, crazy green PJs on on the couch. Um, And uh, Mr. Simpson is like, so I guess I'm going to just go home because it's like it's just really awkward and she's like, you know, Mr. Simpson, can I talk to you? And they talk it out and she's like I'm really sorry for the way I've been acting, blah blah blah. And it's just like a sweet heartfelt moment and hopefully it means like this whole Emma Archie thing is going to like turn around and kind of work for them because I really want to see uh Spike and Snake together.
1: I know. I think this episode is a nice turning point that from now on Emma's not going to be a little shit to Mr. Simpson and they're going to finally like start to have like the quasi father-daughter relationship that eventually develops.
0: And I think this would be a good point uh, to talk about who our ship of the episode is (laughs) because mine is definitely Spike and Snake for Evs.
1: Yeah, definitely that. They're like the only really viable options because I'm not a fan of Ellie Spinner. No. I'm not a fan of Ellie Jimmy, really. And I mean, maybe Spinner and Sheila. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I love Spinner and Sheila. That's funny. Um, But she's married. So,
0: you know. Also, that's, like, wildly inappropriate. <laughs> um, So it's it's a whole thing. But, yeah, no, Spike and Snake full ofs. Um, And who is your spirit squad captain?
1: I'm going to go with Jimmy just because he is the ultimate voice of reason throughout the entire episode, and he's just a delight to watch. He's very, like, lighthearted and trying to help Spinner, like, see how dumb he is, but he's not, like, mean about it until, like, the end with the classroom. But he, like, teaches his friend a lesson, like – Dude, stop going on about this. It's just hormones calm down. And yeah, I'm going to go with Jimmy.
0: That's a good call. I, I think Jimmy is a fun option for sure. And he's great in this episode. Um, I am going to go with Archie Simpson, a.k.a. Snake. He is very patient with Emma throughout this whole episode. He never loses his temper with her, really, even when she super deserves it. Um, and yeah, I mean, he just, he just doesn't give up. He keeps trying because he loves her mom and because she's a good kid. And he, I feel like he's one of the only teachers that really understands children. Like he's like, you know, he knows that why she's lashing out and he's like just trying to tough it out. And he tries to like respect her feelings at the end and be like, well, what do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you want me to do to like make this easier for you. Like do you want me to break up with your mom? I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Like he's just being like an all-around very cool guy.
1: Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Archie Simpson for the win. Moral of the episode.
0: Don't be afraid to look at something from a different angle. Um, you know, don't don't get stuck in one way of thinking. Like just like if something isn't working, kind of adjust your way of thinking about it, basically.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't even have anything to add to that because I think that's a pretty good straightforward moral for the episode. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I tried to be succinct. Um, I mean, is that it? Is that all we've got? Do we have any, like, last minute thoughts that we maybe missed? I see that you wrote Sheila is so much at the end.
1: Oh, I said I love Sheila. I oh. love Sheila so much.
0: I love Sheila so much. That is fair. She wrote it in all caps, too. Um, so are you ready to like do some plugs? um, oh wait, I think we have actually some grapevine before we do some plugs, so Holland is gonna read off some
1: grapevine submissions. So we have one person who has who submitted who has tweeted at us a lot, and that is our number one fan Trisha uh at t b trisha t t e e on Twitter. And it looks like she's been starting to watch some Next Class and she has some feelings about it. Um, But she tweeted at us and said, "Uh, started watching Next Class Season 2 because it's airing in Australia. Haven't seen Season 1, only watching it for the reunion episode. And I honestly struggle to watch it because it doesn't have the same tone to it anymore. I even watched Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High after Season 9 of The Next Generation. And that's so much better than Next Class. I don't know. I haven't seen any of Next Class, so I don't know how to feel about it, but I have a feeling that my feelings would probably be very similar where I just miss everyone from the next generation. But what, listeners, what do you think about Next Class? Is it good? Is it better? Dare I say? I doubt it, but, or do you think it's just different and it has to be looked at from a different angle? I
0: feel like if anything maybe after this we would like go try to find like degrassi junior high before we would go to degrassi next class but we can be persuaded um we're slaves to you um but yeah i mean i i feel like we you and i would probably both agree with trisha who i feel like is just us in australia (laughs) so trisha is holland and kelsey down under oh my god that would make for a great movie (laughs) It, it would be like mary kate and ashley all over again um yes um so as far as plugs go, uh you can tweet at us like Trisha does at Degrassy Pod, or you can email us like Thomas did a week or two ago. Um, it takes podcast at gmail.com. And that's also what our Tumblr is, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com, dot com. And also um rate and subscribe on iTunes. That would be extra super cool. Um, And review us, because when you review us, that's how people know that we exist. And we like not floating in the ether. It makes us feel floopy. Um, And we're also on SoundCloud.
1: Yes. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at
0: KelSucks with a Z at the end. Um, And what is something that you would like to plug?
1: Um, personally, this weekend, I've been watching Peaky Blinders season three, because that is now on Netflix. And I highly recommend the show Peaky Blinders. It's very good. Killian Murphy. It's basically like the seedier side of England during like the time that Downton Abbey is happening. And it's about like this gang called the Peaky Blinders. And they're called that because they keep razor blades sewn into the peaks of their hats. And when they go like ape shit they slice people. It's pretty badass. I would highly recommend it. It takes place in like the 20s.
0: That sounds super badass. That should be next on my list. Um right now I am about halfway through and I literally just started last night and I'm already halfway through Lady Dynamite, which is the new Netflix original series um by Maria Bamford who's an amazing stand-up. Um and it's awesome. It's incredible. It's like surreal and weird and great and it like tackles like her issues with mental illness and it's really really funny it's just it's kind of the perfect show so yes Lady Dynamite is great and there's so many good cameos too like uh June Diane Raphael's in it and uh Jason Manzucas and uh John Mullaney makes a brief appearance and Patton Oswalt is in it um there's and so many people that I just like can't even like think of all their names they're just all so fucking good
1: I definitely need to watch that next. That's next on my list. But otherwise, I think that's all for today. So thanks. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm-hmm.